Hi, this is Kyle. And this is Rich. Welcome to episode 85 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's Killer Be Killed by Killer Be Killed. Let's get into it. do a self-titled it's not it's really not it's your uh, I feel like you've taken it away from yeah me. i know there was that streak wasn't there where it was just non-stop <laughs> self-titles for rich yeah how are you, are you okay? uh, yeah i'm good thank you like we just said off air coming to the end of a week off for my birthday which was sort of a week uh, about 10 days ago now um but mm-hmm. yeah it's been lovely nipped down to cornwall um you know saw some friends uh played an open mic then came back. Dad's been here for a few days. We went golf. We saw a few shows. Um, and now just, you know, relaxing really for the weekend. Jess and I scheduled this weekend to be nothing but relaxing after some manic, you know, a fair few weeks of absolute mania. So, yeah, yeah, all good. Thank you. But I'm just not not very happy about going back to work tomorrow. What about you? I can imagine. Well, I, Kyle, I'm drinking coffee out of my Chew the Metal mug. You are. <laughs> I forgot that this existed. Mm. <laughs> tastes so good because it does unlike the podcast <laughs> maybe this will be the beginning of uh, the merch line our merchandising yeah. yeah absolutely who knows but yeah i'm all right uh what i'm going bowling today with as you know my bowling <laughs> um and otherwise just uh we emptied our garage yesterday and went to the tip and Ooh took down some bookcases and yeah. packed a load of boxes and we're trying to like instead of sitting in boxes and stuff yeah. for like potentially a month we've like put them behind the sofa and okay. closed the living room curtain like over the boxes okay and just every time we get more boxes we're just bringing the sofa further and further <laughs> into the room so i feel like by the time we move it would just yeah. be like right up against yeah. the wall and just we'll your knees touching the wall yeah yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> But otherwise, we've been listening to a sort of surprising album. Yeah. uh, It was something that neither of us had any preconceptions for. No, it's one of those ones that I, when it comes up, I'm like, how did that get on the spreadsheet? (laughs) Yeah. I I think we added it probably after episode one. Yeah. um, I think so. I think think in doing Mastodon research in week one, we were like, oh, Troy's in another group. Yeah, in a super group. Yeah. Why not? And we're finally here. 84 episodes Um, later yeah exactly 85 oh yeah 84 more yeah i feel like i know what you're gonna say about it but i don't know if i do well i mean Um, i i I, okay i'm wondering if i know what you're gonna say about it as well but this (laughs) this is a new dynamic to the podcast yeah exactly try to guess what each other we should write stuff down Um, at the start and then hold it up at the end and see if we were ah we should see if we are correct or not would you like to do some history on on the band Killer Be Killed? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's worth going into each member specifically, unless you you particularly want to do, because we might be here for a fair while. Um, no, I mean, we, we can say who they are, but yeah, 
Exactly. Uh, when we've talked about uh, a couple of them, at least, on this album before. Um, so they are a supergroup formed in sort of early 2011, though this album didn't come out until 2014. And they consist of, I mean, it's worth just saying it up top, isn't it? So they mm. consist of, uh, I should say they started with, um, it was it was first sort of Max Cavalera from previously mm-hmm. um, Sepultura, now in Soulfly. And uh, is it Greg Pucciato? Is that how you would say it? I I've been saying Pucciato, yeah. Yeah, from Dillinger Escape Plan. Who, just quickly aside, have you? Do you know Dillinger Escape Plan? Have you listened to them before? Um, I've always wanted to. Mm. Um, I've in my head they've always been like quite mathy, so I've I've not been like it's not like math rock isn't something you can just dip into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But I know that they've got a couple of albums which are supposed to be like absolutely brilliant. So mm. I. I I always want to listen to those and and this week trying to like figure out which voices were which I listened yes. to some Soulfly and some Dillinger Escape Plan just to see what those guys are like in their own worlds as well. I see. I should have done that. How how was it as a quick a quick aside? How was it? Uh yeah, it's pretty interesting. They they got an album Dillinger Escape Plan got an album called Ireworks um which is part math rock, part like quite melodic stuff and okay. uh it was pretty interesting. I quite liked it. Okay, I don't know if they're on the spreadsheet, yeah. but maybe we should add, like, find out, you know, what their most everyone says album yeah. is, and, and and pop that on there because yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd also I've also been sort of meaning to listen to them for ages. Uh, anyway, back to the thing. So yeah, those two sort of you know it was reported that they'd sort of started a thing, um, and then not long after Mastodon, uh, Troy Sanders from Mastodon uh, was was you know announced as well, and uh, a guy called Dave. Well, they. Uh, they couldn't get their first choice basis. That's true. why Troy came in. Yes, true. Which is why would Troy, how would you dare pick anyone but Troy? Yeah. I know. How would Troy be a second choice? I know. Yeah, they tried to get um, the, the basis from Converge. Yes. Nate Newton, uh, and I guess he wasn't able to do it for whatever reason. So yeah. they were like, oh, "Who else is the best basis yeah. slash vocalist in metal?" <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> who else is better than the guy we were going to pick? Yeah. Um, and then Dave uh, Elich, I think I guess that's how you say it, who is yeah. from the Mars Volta. The Mars Volta I am peripherally aware of. I've seen them live. Okay. Um, oh, cool. But I don't really remember much of it. And I know that they have like a revolving like drummer that I have seemingly every right. time you see them, there's a different drummer. So I don't know if, if this was who I saw when I saw them or if this, you know, uh, it, okay. it, could, it could have been someone else. But All I know about the Mars Volta is that isn't, doesn't one of the guys have like this huge like hair and beard? He certainly yeah. does. Yeah, absolutely. They, they look quite them. 70s. They've got quite like a 70s, yeah, uh, aesthetic. But mm-hmm. I remember them being like, not like super heavy, but again, quite mathy, quite proggy, a bit strange. Uh, okay. But the drummers are always phenomenal. I don't know why they keep changing because everyone they get is uh, insane, mm. as we'll probably talk about on this album. Yeah, um, so I mean, he he wasn't the Mars Volta drummer at this point. He had oh, okay. Already been and gone from right. Mars Volta <laughs> okay. by this point. Yeah. Um, and I saw that. I mean, more recently, towards this, he had. Um, let me just get this right. He he's. It, it'd be weird to call him a session drummer because obviously he's more than a session drummer. But since leaving the Mars Volta, it sounds like he's just sort of toured with various artists. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, he's worked with. He's been Miley Cyrus's drummer, Justin Timberlake's drummer, Juliette Lewis's drummer. I see. Um, yeah, which is a, a so strange, more of the same. Uh, sort of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a strange turn for someone who can drum like do this. He does on this album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll get into it. I'm sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so once they sort of you know started formulating this idea of a supergroup, they entered the studio uh, in LA in, in September of 2013. Um, 
and then they finally revealed their band name twenty in like October of of, uh, of the same year, and you know that they would be mm-hmm. releasing their first album through Nuclear Blast, and. You know, in the, the following March, March 2014, they announced that it's just basically self-titled and and they released a couple of singles. Uh, the first track, uh, Wings, Feather and Wax and Face Down. Um, and I mean, yeah, and then the album came out. They they then strangely, I guess it's sort of mildly strangely, uh, Dave didn't go on tour with them. They toured with Converge's drummer, Ben Collar, yeah. who I don't know, I yeah. guess heard of them because the bass player said no. Um, <laughs> and he is now their full for their second album uh, he is he is now their drummer and has been their drummer ever since so Dave obviously just sort of recorded but couldn't be asked going on tour I guess maybe Miley called him and, yeah uh, was like, he had better things want, to do you want way more money and he was like yes please <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly yeah um, what I did find interesting was I mean I, as we've just said neither of us are actually Dillinger Escape Plan listeners but I did not think that Greg played guitar I think they're a five piece mm. and I think he's just a vocalist mm-hmm. in that band yeah in my so head I was surprised yeah. that he was playing guitar on this because when I saw the lineup I was like oh there's they've got three singers okay yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's Greg doing when the other guys are singing but yeah, yeah. well I, I I watched a clip of just out of curiosity I watched their this is, um, stuff from their debut gig which they played like mm-hmm. Soundwave Festival in Australia was their debut gig oh, cool um, wow. and there's another guitarist on stage there's three of them Oh, so there's okay. like he doesn't always sing, like you say. The, the image in my head of Dillinger is, is him. It Miley Cyrus. It was, yeah. She was just in a wig <laughs> and, a, and a fake beard. Um, yeah, in my head, Dillinger is it's like him at the front, shirtless, like screaming yeah. with no guitar. Like that's that's the image I have yeah. of him. But the, yeah. there's certainly the clips from the festival. He's playing guitar, but when he's not playing guitar and is doing that, there's another guy mm-hmm. with long black hair who I have not. He just sort of you know unassuming one of those secret rhythm guitarist who sits off the back yeah. and, and doesn't take the limelight because he's not technically in the band oh, um, interesting so sometimes they have three and sometimes they have two and he's just singing but yeah I don't know how that works if they right. always do that on stage or who knows hmm. I mean it's the first gig they're probably still figuring things out yeah almost definitely um, yeah so it was released in May 2014 uh, I was surprised that it charted in both the UK and the US I guess they've got fan bases but it got to number 58 in America, which I was just like, really? This yeah. album? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. In 2014 as well. Not like, yeah. it's not like a classic, um, you know, mid-90s. No, exactly. Frozen, the Frozen soundtrack was number one at the time. I mean, yep. Of course. Of course. Uh, and he got to number 71 in the UK, which again, it's pretty good, I think. Uh, yeah, it um, really is. Paolo Nutini was number one at the time. God, Paolo? In 2014? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I can look up which album if you yeah. are interested. <laughs> sure. I don't believe you. So I saw that it sold five and a half thousand copies in its first week mm-hmm. in America, which like sounds like tiny compared to some of the numbers yeah, we talked about. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just couldn't find any other figures for them. I mean, it, it was this week's not been. Uh, it's not like we've been wading through tons and tons of articles this week no. for this album. No, there's very little. And it was uh, it was produced by Josh Wilbur, who. Um, he he's done quite a lot. He's he's worked with Day to Remember, Trivium, Parkway Drive, Lamb of God, um, Mark Morton, uh, soloing, yeah. um, Avenged Sevenfold, Megadeth, Corn, Mice and Men. I mean, he, Soulfly as well. He's he's worked with a lot of people. Yep. And that's actually only in the last year and a half. Well, <laughs> those names. I'm sorry. Does he ever leave the studio? I don't think so. No. Um, and it was recorded at Fortress Studios in LA. 
I wonder if, if that's where Alter Bridge recorded Fortress. I wonder if that's how it works, if they just name their oh, albums after maybe. wherever they are at the time. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that you, you brought up Soundwave because as far as I could see, according to Setlist FM, the only they've only played six gigs as right. a band. Right. And it, and it was just a, a tour of Australian festivals that summer, and that's it. It's... I mean that's insane that they chose they go to went to Australia to play their only shows. Yeah, I mean maybe their other bands like a couple of their other bands were, were already, already there. Bills. Yeah, that's true. That might have that might well have worked. But yeah, that's yeah, it's insane that they've not I only mean, played in America <laughs> at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean maybe that's wrong because that seems weird, and because they've released another album since then. Yeah, and they but, just but wouldn't it, have played for it. I think it was twenty twenty though. So, oh goddamn COVID. So it got them as well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fine. Um, did you see the story behind the cover of the album? No, I was going to ask if you knew anything about it, because it's it looks like a like a mugshot. Yeah, well, it does, yeah. It's it's pretty horrible. And I was like, oh, this must be like Ed Gein or like some kind of serial yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, just a, he's just a worker. He's just a guy. A guy oh. from Poland that they uh, took a photo of him in the back of a lorry and then like triplicated it and made it look really scary and weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, that's like, lot, you, you look, you look like you'd be good for our cover. That's a lot less sinister than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like, oh, this guy is like the most horrific murderer yeah. of all time, yeah. or something. Oh, well, okay. No, he's just a guy, just a geezer. And I think it, it makes sense that most of the album was written by Greg and Max because obviously it was the two of them that formed yeah. the band. Um, there's like tiny bits that. Dave and Troy have sort of been credited with, but not like full songwriting like song. credits, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I also just wanted to sort of give some context to the album of like what these guys were doing around the time. As I said, I didn't really know what Dave was up to, probably touring with uh, buckets of money somewhere yeah. in the world at the time. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, just 4 4. Bastardon were six weeks away from releasing Once More Around the Sun. So it's not hell. like Troy was sitting around doing nothing. Um, Dillinger Escape Plan had just released an album called One of Us is the Killer uh, the previous year and Soulfly had released an album called Savages the previous year so maybe they were like I don't know they must have been sort of mid-tour whilst at least writing and recording this or something I don't know but yeah they must have very busy schedules these guys yeah no wonder it took them you know sort of three years from inception of the idea to actually getting anything down and no wonder maybe Troy didn't have time to write anything because he was too busy fucking Polishing up yeah, a master exactly, on record. Yeah. I imagine that takes up quite a lot of your brain space. You would think so, wouldn't you? Anything else you want to say about it before we get into the songs? No, should we do... I mean, I've sort of... I mean, I've done a, a, a personnel. Should I do a track listing and we'll jump in? Go for it. All right. Oh, so, just... Oh. Um, sorry, before you get into that. I've just seen on as additional, um, additional guitar on the album was a guy called Juan, uh, Juan Montoya. Oh. So maybe he's the guy that Let me see you if saw a picture on stage. Of him. Is there a picture of him? He's in no. an American rock band called Monstro. Okay. No, I can't see uh, a picture of him. So that's no good. No. Okay, fine. Just to, you just, know, just to make the plot thick and slight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love a thick plot. Uh, <laughs> so the track listing, we have Wings of Feather and Wax, Face Down, Melting of My Marrow, Snakes of Jehovah, Curb Crusher, Save the Robots, Fire to your flag, IED, dust into darkness, twelve labors, 
and Forbidden Fire. We certainly do. Sorry, this plot is thickening by the second. Oh cut. my I'm god, just, what have you found? Just doing some reading on air rather than no, previously. of course, yeah, but um, it's more fun on air. So this guy Juan Montoya was in in this band Monstro, um, with with a guy called Kyle Sanders. Wait a and minute. You might think, and you might think, oh, interesting surname. Just Troy's brother. He was in Hell Yeah with Vinnie Paul. Fuck. He's, he's the bassist from Hell Yeah, and then he was in a band called Monstro with this other guy who's in a supergroup with his brother. Wait a minute. This is getting very strange. This is getting very strange. How deep does the rabbit hole go? Is everyone exactly. related? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Uh, yes, those those are the songs. Um... It was a, it's a sort of 46-minute album, I think. Yeah, I think so. 48 minutes, something like that. Nothing too crazy this week. No, thank God. Um, and, yeah, and we had no idea what to expect. And so when Wings of Feather and Wax kicks in with some, like, feedbacky, yeah, distortion stuff, and then just goes straight into the song, it's like, oh, God, okay, you're, out. Yeah. you're here already. <laughs> yeah, better get, uh, better get used to this. Yeah. Uh, this, I absolutely love this song. I think this is uh, a tip-top opener for an album slash any gig they ever play forever. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It reminds me uh, just how much I love Troy. I think Troy's verse, like melody and just his voice mm-hmm. in general is like, it's so good. Like he doesn't sound like anyone else uh, and he's just the greatest. Um, and it's also- sort of chur- even though it's not like twelve eight, it's just four four. It, it feels like it's got that sort of churning, yeah, 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 motion. Just like keep on going. Sort of the, the yeah. verse is just like yeah, it's great. It's nonstop, and it's entirely helped as is the as is the whole album by David's like just madness. He is. I mean, we talk about lots of good drummers, but he is he's a good drummer. He's, he's a very, a good, very drummer. good drummer. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, we, we get spoiled with drummers, really, don't we? Yeah, we do. We've picked a good genre for drummers. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's very, very good. I love this chorus. Got to say that. Huge. Again, so again, not knowing... I think that's Greg. It, I mean, it is Greg. I've seen it live. But I just mean, like, my ears thought, that's definitely not Max's voice. I mildly know Max's mm. voice. Um, and I, I guess I wasn't expecting it, because Greg does a lot of screaming on the album, as we'll talk about. Yeah. But it's, it's cool that he can do the like the quite big chorus kind of deal. Yeah. Um, well, I actually thought this was still Troy with like a Greg sort of like doubling. Oh, okay. Is it, it's just Greg, is it? I think it's just Greg. Yeah. Might be right. the other way around with this. So that's the thing. Cause there's three vocalists. This album has quite mm. a lot of like someone taking over in the middle of a verse or like yeah. someone in the background, just screaming something over the top of someone yeah. else. And you're like, okay, which one is the lead and who's who and what's, what's going on. So it's not yeah. always easy to distinguish, but I think the lead is Greg on this. Um, okay. And it's really great. Like you say, it's a really singable chorus, strangely. It really is. Yeah. I love it. Um, and then, I mean, I don't want the whole episode to just be like, who's this singing? Who's this singing? Yeah. But the, the vocals that take over in the second verse, that's that must be Max, right? That's Max. That's a much yeah. more straight up, like, metal scream, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's Max. But again, I, I still tr- have trouble. So like, annoyingly, the old genius lyrics, the, the this song has it labelled. This is who is singing in this verse. But most of the rest of the songs don't. So I was like, uh, I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to know. I'll be able to answer all of Rich's yeah. questions. But I can't yeah. tell you because other than this, they don't list it. Oh, well, song yeah. meanings didn't even have any of these songs on there for the oh, lyrics. Christ. Okay. I had, I had to go elsewhere this week. <laughs> to the album, to the lyrics, to the vinyl. Yes, exactly, yeah. 
to ask Troy himself. Yeah, oh, Troy. And he's here tonight. Um, I feel like you can really see... Obviously, when we listened to Sepultura, Max wasn't in the band. Yeah. But I feel like I can hear that style of guitaring, mm-hmm. even in, in this. It's got that sort of pounding, but just chord-based... Yeah. Just, I don't know, like thick riffy chord stuff that's not really riffy it's like just thick guitar soup sort of stuff yeah yeah like the main riff in this is just sort of like like it's just sort of one chord and then lots of there's lots of open string on this album and like you say Mm. maybe some big chords maybe some sliding but it's never which is pretty much exactly what we said about uh, the Sepultura album I think yeah exactly yeah um, also, the solo especially feels very like that type of metal. It, it's it's very sort of off kilter. It's like um, I mean, it's quite like atonal as well. Just mm-hmm. it's just those four notes, and they just like st- they just get rapidly quicker and quicker, yeah. like through the bars, and then he just like just goes yeah. <laughs> and then carries on. Yeah, which is weird because in Sepultura, like at least on the album we listened to, Andreas was the solo man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if Max, when he was in the band, if they traded or if, you know, because I assume it's oh, Max right, doing yeah. the solo in this. But Yeah, I would assume this is Max, yeah. But it still felt very Sepultura. So whether or not mm, that's just like a, 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 you know, he happened to find another guitarist who solos like him as well. And then when he left, it didn't really matter. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. That's true. But there's also not very many solos on this album. I think after this, I was expecting your, here's a solo break in pretty much every song. Yeah. Um, and this might be the only one. Yeah, I think it is the only one. And I'm kind of... It doesn't really feel like a solo-y type of album. No. Like, the genre that we're in here doesn't feel like we should be getting solos, generally. No, it doesn't. I agree. Um, well, yeah, once you've listened not, to the not album... Not that I could tell you what genre we're in right now. No, we're I, in a sort of mashup of four different people, I guess. And it exactly, sort yeah. of comes out exactly. as metal. But, but yeah, it's a bit up and down, top to bottom, strange. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then what's really interesting is how they in the final verse uh, sorry the final chorus they double the lyrics from the first verse underneath which is like that's so good it's so good except because they're just completely like off from each other yeah they really are it it just works so well it does but it just makes me want more troy that verse honestly that Mm. verse is so good i could just listen to it on a loop so i just i kind of just want greg to leave me alone so that i can listen to troy (laughs) but you're right it is a really good i love when people overlap Either yeah. either do like in the round so that someone starts the same line one line out so that it, or mm-hmm. just completely different lyrics over the top, um, yeah. And yeah, in this case, it works really really well. It does, and then it sort of descends into some marching feet, and then Dave takes us into face down. Yeah, we should probably say that like this album, it's not a concept album, but it has the the sequencing of a concept album in that it basically never ends. Like every yeah. track sort of feeds straight into the next one. Yeah. There's, there's very little stopping. Um but in terms of like lyrics, it's certainly not a concept album. There's got there's lots of No. There's like some political seeming stuff, some like socially conscious stuff, and then some classic Mastodon ancient Greek mythology <laughs> yeah. or whatever whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's yeah. a bit all over the shop. But musically it's sequenced like one long piece of music. It really is, yeah. Um do you like face down? Yep. Yeah. Uh I love Again, it's like it's got like a really simple riff, like like you say, but it's so 
when you get that intro by Dave, just the and then it's just like like just it's just amazing. Two notes and then open and then two notes and then an open. Yeah. But there's something about it that just uh it just does it for me. And then this I think is the first verse that Max sings. At least again, we're gonna be talking about this the whole time, but Right. This this sounds like Max to me because only because it doesn't sound like Greg or Troy, so by default it must be Max, but it could be wrong. It must be, yeah. Maybe Dave. You never know. Yeah, why not? He's doing a uh a rev yeah. singing and drumming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Making it look like the easiest thing anyone's ever done. Exactly. Yeah. So, th- so this is interesting that you you brought up the simplicity of that riff and uh, the, the fact that you really like it because starting from this point, um, I started seeing a lot of similarities between this album and Hatebreed. Oh. I, I feel like this album is sort of obviously it's got metal stuff going on and it's got screaming rather than shouting and stuff but I feel like at the core most of it is sort of rooted in this like hardcore punk sort of mm. um, thing and like especially those types of just like like it feels very to me a lot of this felt very hate breedy but like in a in a more intricate way or like a hate breed plus other elements so it's interesting that you specifically brought up that side of it and said that it's something you liked yeah i think you're right um i mean maybe we'll see how the album goes but um sure. just i think you're right that they have it's it's mildly strange that they have like a like a formula i want to say but maybe maybe that's mm-hmm. the wrong word but i think a lot of these songs have like simple simple verses like verse verse riffs and then, yeah. not necessarily always a big chorus, but you know, certainly the chorus kicks in, and a vo- the vo- someone else might take over vocally. And then, coming out of the second chorus, there's like a a different riff, uh, and sometimes it like the entire back end of the song sort of changes, and it's just like a different mm-hmm. riff, and then a different riff, and then a different riff, and then maybe the chorus, and then the song ends. But I think in terms, they they certainly have like a, a sound that they're going for, and I don't think yeah. it changes much as the album goes on. And it, I would maybe define it as simple riffing, and then and then more lots of riffing, but not necessarily. It's not like Mastodon madness, you know what I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. the prog side of Mastodon. It's not all punk necessarily. It's not yeah. all like just straight metal. But they sort of mix it all up, and and every song has a bit of it all in it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that they. As a band, they are generally categorised as groove metal. Okay. And I, I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that. No, not if I think of like Pantera and maybe like Lamb of God, like that southern swung. Yeah. And I, this doesn't sound like that at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, I mean, again, maybe it comes out now and then, but like one riff is not indicative of the whole album. No, exactly. Um, there's a really interesting thing that happens in the song Face Down, which is after the second chorus and it sort of breaks into this sort of like vocal empty space. There's no real instruments playing, I don't think. And there's just sort of like loads of people talking or or something. Yeah. And it is exactly, exactly the same as a, a similar thing that happens in Head Up by Deftones. Wait like, a minute. <laughs> the, and that's the song with Max in it. Wait a minute. And it's called Head Up instead of Face Down. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, honestly, it is like moment for moment. Like I could just sing, like you could just put the, the second half of Head Up after this 
first half of Face Down. It, it's very strange. Shit. Was that was the one about his, the one about Max's their friend, brother. right? Yeah. Uh, was no, was it his brother? Yeah, it was Max's yeah, it was brother. Max's brother, it? brother, yeah. It was yeah. friends with Chino. Yeah, that's right. I was going I was just reading the lyrics to see if it was like a it's not it's definitely not about that. So Okay. <laughs> so it's not like a companion piece like that Eddie Vedder Chris Cornell thing that they where they wrote the same music. Yeah. Uh okay. Well, that's very interesting. I wonder if it's a subtle nod or mm. just a blatant plagiarism. Could be. Could um be. and then the other thing I want to bring up with Face Down is that I've spent a good portion of this week obsessing over how they pronounce the word beginning in the end of this song. Right. They sort of like, they're chanting the line in the beginning. Yeah. But I don't know who it is. I think it's more than one of them. They pronounce it beginning, like beginning. Oh. That's how they say it. And I don't know if they're just putting the stress on the wrong syllable, (laughs) but it just, it sounds so weird. I think it's Troy doing that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Troy. Can Troy not say beginning? Like, I just keep hearing that going, that's not how you say yeah. that word. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. No, I'm looking at the lyrics and it's it's an E. It's beginning. Yeah. Oh, it's beginning. Yeah, yeah it's, it must mean something else. <laughs> um, okay, so we then fuse our way into Melting of My Marrow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh... This has a sort of Deftones feel to the intro. That sort of big yeah. washy, you know, the big washy chords. It obviously doesn't like stick around but that yeah that that sort of idea of the you know i could hear that sort of yeah. thing. with a bit more radio effect on it that'd be a yeah that'd be a that'd be a yeah, verse for the deftones yeah get chino in that yeah. yeah um and i i do really like that when you get like a riff like that in an intro and then it just continues straight into a verse mm-hmm. rather than you know you have an you have a riff and then you go quiet for the verse like it, it's nice so many people do the quiet verse heavy chorus nowadays yeah that it's really nice to just hear a riff just plow straight through into the into your verse. Yeah, absolutely. But it is quickly taken over by some absolute syncopated madness of the like death metal. We are what we are. <laughs> 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 like that's it takes a sharp turn. Yeah, it might be the heaviest thing we've ever talked about. That yeah. section. <laughs> it is brutal. And then I love the yeah. chorus of this is amazing. It's like oh, another pop chorus. chorus, isn't it? From from yeah. Troy. It just sort of comes out of it's nowhere. Great. Yeah, he's just that's... got such a monstrous cry. He does, doesn't it? and that's starting with the "We are," and then straight in, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's fucking sick." Yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, Fuck. Yeah, and then we get some. Uh, so this is Greg's clean voice, I think. Is it in the outside of Troy's, or is yes. it all Troy? No, 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 the the the, and it felt like time was really fast a bit. Um, it's, yes, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's Greg. Yeah, which is really nice. Yeah. And then, and then the the bridge in this song is like, it's quite new metal. It's got like this sort of skippy John Otto style drum yeah, beat. Yeah, it does. Heavy bass, and then just lots of like sort synthy, of dirty synthy stuff yes, going on. Yeah, it comes back. I think there's a couple of moments on the album where the synth just sort of like rises to the top, and I, you know, mm. it's just it's a it's. I mean, it's nice. It's a nice little break from what is up to this point. It's been sort of ten minutes of being punched. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, get a nice gang vocal cry of master in the uh, towards the end of the song, which is yeah. you know always indicative of a good song. Yeah, absolutely, so good. <laughs> and then they bring this riff in literally for the last two bars, and it's one of the best riffs there is. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I would be happy for this song to just continue on. Yeah, 
do and that for this riff. to be like a really extended outro or just yeah. like a completely new section or something but yeah it's that mastodon thing of bringing in a riff and just and then not letting it, it sit around too long yeah okay snakes of jehovah i mean this has got a cool intro i do love that sound yeah yeah that sort of radio choppy and then it kicks in with that um that like octave melody like comes in over top which again i wonder who that is um that sort of like I'd, yeah, I just can't tell who's doing what really because there's no distinction between. Does, I guess, guitar does it wise, say, you mean? Yeah, it doesn't say lead guitar and rhythm guitar, does it? So it just says guitars. Yeah. yeah, so it's just hard to know who would do like a real new new over the top of someone going. Yeah, I think I don't know because Greg isn't generally known as a guitarist. I would just sort of imagine he would probably just hold down that repeated chord part. Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah, but then also cause like... Because I, I think it's Max, whose vocals come in, isn't it? The sort of banshee... Oh no, maybe that's Greg. I don't know. No, neither do I. And I was about to say, like, it's not like a normal band where, well, Greg does all the singing, so he probably holds down the rhythm. Because he doesn't. He probably yeah. does just as much singing as Max. So yeah, it's not it's like true, it's yeah. easier for him to play diddle and dead and dead and while he's singing, because he might not be singing. Fair point. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to pick and choose. What do, how do you feel about this one? Uh, yeah, there's like a there's a sound I want to ask you about when it fully kicks in, yeah, like out of that first riff. What is that that comes into it? Let me, because I've written down like a wah phase, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not. It was it was almost like a vocalizer, sort of like with a scream underneath. It does. It, it sounds a bit like a person, doesn't it? Sort of going yeah or something. Because exactly, I, I, yeah. But it also sounds like the sort of noise that Tom Morello would somehow get out of his guitar. So. You, you just sounded exactly like Cliff's bass in Pulling Teeth. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so maybe it's just like a wire pedal and a something else really open. I'm not sure. Yeah, because um, they do it again in uh, the intro to IED. Mm. Sort of has this like big sort of almost like distorted voice that comes into the intro yeah. for a second as well. So yeah, they they do do seem to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm such a fan of this sort of like banshee type screaming um yeah. especially when we've we're three songs in and i've really enjoyed the vocals generally that's not my favorite type of vocals um, yeah i think i would agree that uh, that of the of yeah of the various vocals that appear on the album it's like troy and then probably like greg singing and then yeah. and then maybe greg screaming and then some banshee stuff is is we talked about this with like randy didn't we lamb of god like how yeah it's like very impressive, but it's not really yeah. that nice to listen to. Yeah. But so that's Max, is it? That's his. Well, I assume, again, like in my head, yes, but it could easily be Greg because I don't know what <laughs> Greg's range be. is. So yeah, you true. Know, maybe in Dillinger he sounds like that all the time. Fair point. Yeah, um, but we do get some nice, like un- I don't want to say backing vocals, but like vocals underneath that from Troy with the souls are screaming section. Yeah, that's like so massive, really nice. isn't it? That yeah. Just yeah. obviously not the screaming, but like the Troy background end of line. Da 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 that's yeah. so Mastodon. It's and really I cool, yeah. Love it. Um and then Yeah, I mean this this song's sort of fine, but it's I think for me this is the first one where I'm like where I don't think it's an absolute banger. Yeah, yeah, I think I would agree um, with that. It's also like the th- the third one in a row, I think, with where the, where I think I sort of started to notice the the pattern of 
this one has like a dedicated outro riff that's nothing like the rest of the song and it's just like yeah. its own little here's an outro um and it sort of made yeah. me pick my ears up to the idea that like oh they've got this idea of either verse chorus verse chorus and then loads of random shit or like one breakdown back to the chorus but then a dedicated outro like they have a a, a way of writing songs or at least structuring songs that they do yeah yeah um i do love the murder section oh it's a great riff yeah don't get me wrong i'm not yeah. saying it's like it's a fucking killer riff but it's yeah uh, yeah it's just the third one in a row where i was like oh this is different to the, this is okay an outro i get it um do you want to listen to dave absolutely kill it on the drums for a second jesus christ in I the could intro listen, to curb crusher i could listen to him just kill it on the drums all day i would, I would genuinely love to get like his isolated tracks because some of the fills he does mm. he has a way of like throwing in like hi-hats like that you don't often yeah. hear in metal like that sort of thing yeah and it's just like i need to see that that's like some danny carey shit where it's like yeah how many arms has he got yeah it's 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 very impressive yeah it is i mean again it's got this massive hooky chorus they i think that's their real forte is just writing these hugely singable choruses that are just gonna get stuck in your head even though you know you've got like three voices which are like sort of horrible but they're <laughs> all excellent if you know what i mean yeah absolutely and i don't think i think if you told me like just with knowing nothing but supergroup and the members i don't think i would ever have guessed that there were this many big like singable choruses no. on there. i would never have thought that's what i was in for no exactly um and then so i saw some comments suggesting that the wrecking ball that's mentioned in the chorus here is is a uh, a reference to Dave's work with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I don't know how true that would be. I, I assume it's it's not. We need to I don't look think at the they're timelines. writing songs about him. <laughs> when let me sorry a quick a quick uh, when did he start working with Miley Cyrus? Because that might answer the question for us. If it was after this, then it's not. If it was before, it definitely definitely is. <laughs> also, when did Wrecking Ball come out? I don't even know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, a Wrecking Ball came out the previous year, 2013. Um, okay, I'm not sure. It says he left the Mars Volta in 2009, so it could... Oh, it also says that he teaches Bill Burr. You know Bill Burr plays the drums? I didn't know that Bill Burr plays the drums. What, he teaches him drums? Yeah, it says he also conducts masterclass lectures and teaches privately. One notable student is comedian Bill Burr. Amazing. Because I know Bill Burr loves metal music. He talks about, like, I've heard him yeah. talk about Meshuggah and stuff, but I didn't, I, and I knew he played the drums, but I didn't, I didn't realise he was being taught by old Dave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So good. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, we'll have to find out about Miley Cyrus and we'll let you know. We'll. Um, it doesn't look like he plays on the album okay. that Wrecking Ball is from. Got you. But th- that doesn't mean he didn't tour with, tour her, with her for that, I guess. I guess if he toured with her and then she brought that album out, if this could be a reference to it. Exactly. So good. <laughs> Still hope. Fucking Troy singing um, some secret Miley Cyrus lyrics. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's... I, I Personally, I think this is quite like... Again, it's quite hate-breedy, this one. Just like... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, like, that riff is... Yeah. yeah. Big, um, simple, and, and cool. I like it, but I don't know if, if you do necessarily. But it, it doesn't... Like, I mean, this this song's just like... Big chorus, sort of big, simple, like, moshy riff, and it's just, like, rinse and repeat sort of stuff. 
this. Yes, yeah, it, it really is. I don't know if it helps yeah. that I prefer the voices on this, like to hate breed, yeah, which might yeah. be why I'm sort of mildly giving it a pass, which seems unfair. Um, no, no. But yeah, I like I, I yeah, I don't mind it. Certainly, I really like that that feel of the don't don't like is it is cool. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it hangs around either. This is one of the shorter ones. It's sort of three and a half minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. So you know, it's sort of here and gone. Uh, yes. How do you feel about Save the Robots? It's the weirdest intro on the album. Yeah. The least expected one, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Some like um, phasey synth bass. Phasey bassy. Yeah. Cool. It's a great sound. It's a cool sound. I I don't know if it fits on the album. Yeah, it's um, yeah. The old it, it feels like thing. they've gone. Oh, Troy, like why don't you write a part for this song? Yeah, and obviously he's written this really cool part. But this is the point for me where the album starts feeling like a project rather than a band. Yeah, and it just feels like I've got some ideas. Well, I've got some ideas, and yeah. well. Yeah doesn't matter if they don't necessarily fit yeah and if you're like oh but i'm in the middle of writing and recording an album with my band me too well well, okay well how about you just sort of piece it together and we'll yeah yeah and we'll see what Um, comes like it feels like suddenly we're in like a sci-fi rock opera i mean it does because i also the lyrics in this are absolutely mad i don't have a fucking clue what anyone's talking about have you seen no that's that's troy for you (laughs) yeah i guess so yeah like Starts about it says adventure for a girl and sister in New York City life changed forever and then by the bridge you're just shouting replicants 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 oh like I was like is this a Blade Runner thing but it doesn't sound like it uh, maybe it is I mean yeah it's called I, Save the Robots so yeah exactly I don't who knows? know yeah it's it's uh it's mad but yeah I think it's probably like you've got this like really wary chorus yeah in I this do song, like that which is really that cool that cool yeah. Yeah, it it does. I think maybe this song feels the closest to Mastodon that the album gets. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is great. It's just it does feel quite different to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's cool, and I, I really like the. Um, there's like the really sort of chaotic polyrhythmic breakdown bridge section as well. When it drops to like the bass bit, but he's just going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably more Greg's input because. I think that's probably more what Dillinger sound like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? Um, fire to the flag. So this nice anti-war, anti-government yeah. metal song. I I uh, like this song a lot. I guess if I this okay. is like also what I mildly it doesn't make any sense combined, but this in my head is also what Dillinger sound like. I like okay. I know that they're like a math band, but in my head they're also like a sort of Alexis on fire hardcorey. You know, like punk band. Yeah, and well, I don't they, know they why. They definitely have melodic elements to them. For yeah, sure. I think there's certain parts of them which are very mathy, and probably certain albums which really go into that, and certain albums which are less so, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, and but I, I just think if I like, if you had to point out which band member had brought this sound, I would say, oh, it's probably Greg. Yeah. Which again, yeah. it's based on nothing because I've never listened to the Dangerous Escape Plan. But I've just in my head, it's like maybe they sound like this. Maybe we should listen to them soon. Maybe we should. Spreadsheet. I mean, saying that, it will probably come up now because we've said it. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I love about this song, again, they've... Um, it, it's sort of like the, the beginning thing. The the set fire to the flag section. Mm-hmm. They say it... The first two times they say it, so it's the first beat of the line is on the fire. So it's set fire yeah. to the flag. And then the second time around... 
they shift it and it's set fire. Yeah. And it's just like, why have we gone off the <laughs> beat? Why have we done that? That does sound like a math rock thing to me. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's very strange. Um, yeah. I the, the only thing I would say against this song, because I do genuinely like it, is that, again, it's got this drum solo in the middle mm-hmm. sort of section. Really and again, does. it sort of just feels a, like, obviously he's an incredible drummer, but he's showing that within the songs. And this just feels like they've gone, oh, Dave, you can write a have, section if you have want. Have a minute, yeah, yeah, have, a, have yeah. a little break, yeah. So again, it just feels a bit like a project where people have gone, like, here's a bit and here's a bit. Yeah, rather let's, than, let's show off let's the Let's write some songs. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, which, you know, is obviously going to be a part of supergroups. Yeah. But I think that they show other times that you can be a supergroup and just write songs and... Mm sort of have your own sound and whatever without having to be like, did you know this guy's in the band? Yeah, yeah, listen to this solo, that's him. And then here's another solo. Yeah. Um, and then we get into the really scary intro of IED, yeah. which it just terrifies me. This Like when it just comes yeah. thing over the top of the guitar. Yeah, it's that's a great, it's a great slide, uh, that tone yeah. of the thing. But yeah, it's so... I, the first time I listened to this, I was like, ah, a, a slow, clean song. And it's like, no, only for five seconds, literally five seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I love that Tom beat. I, we've not really talked about his use of toms, but he's he's sort of a killer at it. And his drums are so well tuned that it sounds amazing mm. when he's playing anything on the on the toms. It's true. Um, this sort of reminds me of Ministry a bit. I don't yeah. know why. Maybe it's the fact that it's about uh, it's like anti-war, but... Um, I don't know there's something about it which just feels more like them in, in this song at least yeah god I'd forgotten ministry existed <laughs> you um your favourite Christmas song of all time right <laughs> it's, it's one of them yeah sure <laughs> um, and then this has got our, our favourite kill switch thing of half mute like a, a riff and then the half muted version the yeah. second time round and the open yeah. version yeah it's great it's also got an incredible outro this when it suddenly goes really really slow and lethargic yeah the dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun, and he's doing the natural harmonics the like it's so high like what fucking fret is he playing there i do not know yeah and it's so it's consistent horrible. yeah it really is and sort I, of needs some like massive church bells over the top of that do. as well yeah you really do um but it's cool yeah uh, and then we start uh, Dust Into Darkness with something that which is probably like the closest to the Iron Man riff That's without it being Iron literally Man. Literally my first note, yeah, like almost plagiarism, almost plagiarism. Yeah, I mean, it's so close. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because you've just got the bass drums going ding. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Ding. Like, come on, just do something slightly different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is a great bend. Like, I do love a big slow bend. Oh, yeah. But you, you just, in metal, you can't get away with it, can you? Because that song's no. like 50 years old now so exactly, you're, too, you're yeah. too late to the party Tony already did it exactly uh, and again a, a great chorus in this song mm. um, I think this is Greg but who knows who fucking knows at this point it's one of them Yeah, that's for sure but yeah it's nice sort of like sludgy stuff going on in this song it's, it's pretty fun um, I like it yeah I not, also not like a huge it. amount to say to this one but no, but like you say, we're sort of nearing the end of the album. And like you said, the back half is, I guess, uh, this, uh, well, we'll talk about Forbidden Fire, I suppose, in a minute. But there's like, 
they sort of settle in, like you say, to the sound. Yeah, um, they do. And and so that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you like Twelve Labours? This is the goddamn Roman one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the Greek one. Yeah, the Greek one. Sorry, it's about Greek. Hercules. Like it, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I do like this one. To be honest, I. Mm-hmm. Th- th- it doesn't really do anything different than the rest of the album, and yeah. and then I like as I don't know that that lyric in a in a Mastodon concept album, yeah, works gets me every time, fits makes complete sense. Just yeah. randomly track ten on an eleven track supergroup record. Yeah. It's it's just strange because it drops to like quite vocal centric toms with like Troy's big and he's just naming I don't know, like the twi- characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, like monsters yeah. from, from Greek myth and Yeah. It's it's weird. <laughs> it it doesn't have the impact that it, it would if they did a twelve track album based About, on each labour. Exactly. Or if James Hetfield wrote an eight minute song about it. Yeah. Those would make it make sense. But this just feels like, oh, that would be a cool thing to sing about. What what are you going to say about it? Oh, we'll just list name it, them. Yeah. 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 Like he's reading, he's, he's currently reading a book about this. And so he's like, I've yeah. just, I've taken the chapter headings and I'll just do yeah. that. And that'll be the two verses. So it, it reminds me of, of the section in um, Leviathan where he just randomly in a second verse on which yes. song was it? He he says the the Latin name for, yeah, for a, a whale, type of for, whale, yeah. and and it's just like wow, that's really weird. Yeah. But that's within an album about whales, whereas this is just like naming you know old ancient Greek names, yeah. which obviously aren't going to rhyme with anything, and it's no. just like listing them, naming them, yeah. just saying stuff, and it just doesn't really doesn't mean anything, work. does it? No. Yeah, and then with like that... as like musically, it's quite straightforward. So that's all you've got to really go on yeah. that side of the song, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't really hit how it should no but i like it's also it makes me so sad because like you say a mastodon album about this i think would be tip top oh, yeah i yeah. would love to hear that like i wish he'd just scrap this and go on and be like guys that we need to write a fucking album about the 12 labors because yeah, exactly I yeah. listen to that every day of my life yeah it just uh for me it feels like an exercise in finding the ultimate idea for a song but just yeah. not really Knowing, knowing what, what to, do, to with do with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how do you feel about Forbidden Fire? Um, I really like how sort of spacious it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's... I think, even though... I don't know, I'm, I'm likening the intro to this to the intro to Save the Robots in a way because they've both yeah. sort of got that synth Low key, yeah. Sort of, yeah. But because that was just like chucked in the middle, whereas this is like the closer, I feel yeah. like... You can you can use that a lot more as a closing track, mm-hmm. um, and and it's really cool. I and then so lyrically, I'm going to talk about the lyrics on this album on okay. this song because it's it starts with the lines: "Music is sacred; it's for everyone." Um, cannot let your government call them forbidden songs, right? Okay, great sentiment. I agree with that 100%. You know, music is open; everyone should be able to enjoy it, whatever. And then by the chorus. He's he's basically saying, if war destroys, then music is the thing. Is the opposite. Music of war. is like the antithesis of war. Yeah. yeah. It's like really, you think you you think of yourselves that highly, do you? Yeah, that's yeah, that does push it a bit far. Uh, like, yeah. I like music a lot, but I don't think it's yeah the opposite to. I war. don't think it's music is what's going to stop war. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, 
Yeah, I I kind of wish that this uh, stuck with. I know the feel comes back, but that because like you know it starts with just like a rim shot and a ride cymbal and like it's yeah. really really low key and that bass led stuff and the vocal. I've written it sounds like everything's underwater. It's all really like, yeah. The vocal is really low. It's basically just like talking yeah. at like a really low pitch. Mm-hmm. And it and it does kick in. I know it comes back, but I don't know. I guess I sort of wished it it maybe held off the kicking in. Um, mm-hmm. and then maybe had a big outro, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I guess they have to, you know, they're a metal band. It would be maybe <laughs> against the rules, but uh, yeah, I, I just really like that feel. Like, it's it is something different after eleven songs, you know. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And that's the album. That is the album. How are you feeling about it, Rich? I'm feeling quite mixed about it. Mm-hmm. I think there's parts of it I absolutely love. But the the overall feel for me is that it doesn't feel like a band who have a sound. It it sounds like a group of people who are already known entities. Yeah. Who have just come together and gone, what can we create that sounds amazing based on the fact that we're already popular musicians? Yeah. And that, like, whatever we release, people are going to listen to it because of who we are. Yeah. So I guess there's less stakes at play for them maybe mm-hmm. and therefore they it's, it's not that they sit back and and don't try on it because obviously like there's some amazing stuff on it but it doesn't feel like an album to me it just feels like a collection of songs written by a group Four of people, people who don't usually write songs together yeah um but that said i think there are some absolutely excellent ones on there it's just not a complete album for me yeah okay uh so it's it's not hall of fame but I really, really love some of these songs. Okay. I absolutely agree with you, yeah. I completely yeah. agree. It's there there are bits that are, yeah, tip top, like, you know, mm. I absolutely love it start to finish. But it's just not consistent enough. It's like you say, it feels like it feels like a project where and like it's gonna sound really mean, but as we said, like a project where everyone in the band was currently working on something else. And yeah. so it's not like your audio slave, your Velvet Revolver, where yeah. they had broken up their previous bands and they were free mm-hmm. agents. And so this was their, they'd formed this band and like, this is our new band, we'll take this forward and it's all we'll focus on. It's not like yeah. that. It's like, it is, oh, I've got a week off between recording Mastodon's latest record. Maybe we should quickly put something together. And that sounds really mean because it makes it sound like they phoned it in. And they certainly didn't, like you say, because there are some real bangers and it's not like any any part of it is awful. But no, it, yeah, it just doesn't feel like a like a full heart in it record. Um, no, like from, I can start to finish. I know that they obviously have played some gigs, but like with listening to this album, I can't really imagine going to see them live and listening to these songs. It just doesn't feel like they were they were written for that purpose. No. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like like it like a, a recording only sort of record. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I agree. So yeah, so I'm I'm not saying it's awful. Uh I'd probably be quite interested in listening to the second album because it was six years later and but again, yeah. but I, I guess I'd also different worry drummer. That, different drummer. But also we know that Mastodon were writing at that time. We know that, you know, it's not like all the other bands have broken up, so maybe it would fall into yeah. the same bracket. But I guess down the road, I wouldn't mind giving it a listen, just in case something, like, coalesced in the six years that was missing. But yeah, it's not a Hall of Fame for me. Um, but yeah, not to say I didn't enjoy it. It's just not consistent enough. Mm-hmm. 
Did you pick three songs? I did pick three songs. Um, the obvious one is Wings of Feather and Wax because unfortunately it's the best song on the record by far, uh, which mildly makes the other 10 tracks have to live up to something that they just can't do. Um, and yeah. then I have picked Face Down and I have picked Fire to Your Flag because I do really like the uh, that like sort of real punky two and a half minutes in the, in the middle of the album. What about you? Sure. Uh, well, I've gone Wings of Feather and Wax because, yeah, it's the best song on the album by far. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've gone Melting of My Marrow and okay. I've gone Curb Crusher. Okay, so I guess so, Wings of Feather and Wax is going on, which it would have, even if we'd picked the same three songs, that would have been exactly. the one I would have... Yeah, I would have happily had that one there three times. Yes, me too. It's such a fucking tune. Um, okay, so it's, we need to pick an album for next week. We do. Have you got a number for me? I do. I do. It is 77. Oh, it's my boy Charlie. We're going to listen to Fight Star. Have Char- you ever listened to Fight Star? I oh I've not listened to Fight Star no and I mm. okay I mean I remember them you know coming out and I remember I know about them but I've I've never listened to them. <laughs> well, I was uh, well, I still am a, a big Fight Star fan. Okay. Um, sorry, I should say what album we're listening to. We're listening to their fourth album, <laughs> Behind the Devil's Back. F- okay, is that for when was this fourth album? When's that? Uh, Twenty sixteen. Okay. Sure. 2015, so, sorry, 2015. Okay, so pre him reforming Busted. Yes, this is the last thing they've done as Fight Star because then he joined Busted. He and sold his soul. Exactly. <laughs> and the rest of them are still sitting in the recording booth waiting for him to <laughs> come back. Fingers crossed. Crying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be an interesting listen. Yes, it is. Uh, where can people find us, Kyle? We are on Instagram and Twitter at Chew the Metal. You can email us, ChewTheMetal at gmail.com if you want to suggest an album, tell us we're wrong, tell us we're right. Uh, be on the podcast, you know, why not? Uh, if you don't mind going on Apple Podcasts, you can rate us on there and leave us a little review, which we would absolutely love. And if you are a regular Spotify listener, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify, but you have to be someone who I think has listened to at least maybe one or two episodes on there. Um, but yeah, if you could rate us on there, that would be wonderful as well certainly would be that was Killer Be Killed by Killer Be Killed we're going to go listen to Behind the Devil's Back by Fightstar and we will see you in a week's time thank you bye uh, well that's been Killer Be Killed by Killer Be Killed um, we, we didn't actually talk about their name it's a it's an odd phrase, isn't it? It is, because they say kill or be killed, obviously, which is the phrase, in Face Down yeah. or Melting of My Marrow. They do, but, yeah. But yeah, I don't know do. why they changed it slightly for their... <laughs> I, I don't have a clue. Yeah, odd.